everybody. David Donaldson here with another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Uh, Joe Martin couldn't join us today as he's running back from his vacation at the Cape. But I have a special guest with us today, my friend, Mr. Marty Miller. Uh, for those of you who don't know Marty, probably few and far between at this point for people that haven't heard of my friend, Marty, uh, Mr. 66 Challenge himself. Marty, welcome to Entrepreneurial Impact. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Ah, absolutely. I'm excited about it. Um, no, listen, I, for those of you that know my backstory, my history, I'm, I'm a restaurant guy. I'm a foodie. I'm a background. And here's what I've always kind of shouted from the rooftops is that the most successful people from real estate come from the real estate industry. Marky, Marty, tell everybody where you're from. Yeah, I'm from the restaurant industry there. Surprise, surprise, right? Look Proving at that. Point, David. Proving your point. Proving yeah, my I spent point. Uh, 16 years in restaurants and uh, actually probably even more than that if you count the years that I was hosting and serving, uh, but spent 16 years in restaurant management, uh, worked primarily for Perry's Steakhouse Group. Uh, There's, I don't know, when I started, there were three locations. I think they're up to 10 or 12 across the nation now. Um, and uh, just kind of cut my teeth on fine dining and college station and then got into uh, more management and kind of took it from there. So I was a general manager for four separate locations across Houston um, and came to the realization that I didn't want to work 12 hour days anymore. So I got into real estate and I yeah. still work 12 hour days. I just worked them a lot earlier in the day. So instead of going in at noon and staying out until midnight, now we start at 7 a.m. and we're done at 7 p.m. I know all of you realtors can relate. So, yeah. It's kind of funny, right? You're like, you're like I'm going to do this real estate thing because I miss people. Yeah. But the hours won't be as bad. It won't be. As, yeah, that's what I told a lot of people. You know, how the hours are just killing me. And then I became a realtor and <laughs> realized it's all about hustle and grind, just like it was in the service industry. You know, I mean, I used to be the guy that would shark tables when I could because I wanted to make that extra, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it was per table. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're picking up extra shifts related to, um, just pick up the extra phone calls, right? Just do the extra work and you'll make the extra money. So, uh, definitely related. Now I'll, I'll kind of share we, I always joke about this is like when people say, Hey, you know, where are you from? And then of course it's this big city and you're like, Hey, well, do you know so-and-so? Right. Obviously no, I'm from Philadelphia. There's a you know, city of 4 million people. Well, of course, the first time I met Marty was here, uh, uh, on his tour, Speaking here, I think it was down in Lake Ridge, Manassas, if I recall. Yeah. And I, I met Marty for the first time before we were, where we were cohorts as regional tech trainers. And he said, Hey, I'm from Katy, Texas. And I'm like, Hey, by the way, do you know this guy, Keith Carver? And I even made the joke about, Well, you're not going to know this guy, but I have to ask. Yep. And what'd yeah. you say? Keith was actually in management with Perry Steakhouse <laughs> at the location that I helped open in, in Sugarland. So yeah, it was a very small world. He was actually at that time, I think the general manager for that location. And I was at a separate location here in Katy. So um, the restaurant business, man, I'll tell you, it's a, it can become a very small world when you stay in it pretty long and, and everyone kind of knows everybody. And there's some job hopping that seems to happen every now and then, but inevitably the players remain the same across all the venues. Well, and I think they just kind of proves the point is that don't ever be afraid to ask the question and no. don't assume you're going to know the answer. You never know where that referral business is going to come from, right? All of a sudden you're like, oh, I do know so-and-so. I think it's funny too with Keller Williams. People are like, oh, you work with Keller Williams? My friend in Philadelphia, do you know David Donaldson? You're like, actually I do, <laughs> right? So uh, don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to say, oh, I don't, but I could certainly learn who that is if that was someone important to you. And all of a sudden, you've established a referral partner across the, uh, across the nation. Exactly right. Exactly right. So all right, we've established that, but 
you got into the business, you transitioned from hospitality and it was a natural fit for you, but you became a realtor. Now, the topic of today's conversation, I really just want, I want to talk about opportunity, right? Because you and I have been blessed with opportunity within the industry, but I, that doesn't, those aren't happy actions. They happen because you're deliberate on certain things that you're doing in your day-to-day when you're building your business. Let's talk about that for a minute. What were you doing? What was your vision when you got into real estate? It probably wasn't this. No, it definitely was not. Um, I, you know, I was like every new realtor, wanted to make $100,000 in my first year and was told by everyone that I had come across that, oh, you've got the talent, you've got the skills, you know, the people, um, you know, after so many years in high-end steakhouse management, I figured all of my clients at the restaurant would certainly become my clients as a realtor and come to find out they all had realtors because I was their restaurant guy, yep. not their realtor. And after working that database very quickly realized I'm going to need some additional people in this database because all of these individuals, they were high net worth individuals. They've been working with realtors for decades at that point. Right. So um, transparently, it went four months without a closing. Uh, I drained m- almost my entire savings account. We dipped into some 401k stuff that we had. Um, I was very close to going back to restaurants. And I had a conversation with my team leader at the time. It was kind of a you know, fish or cut bait moment. And she asked me if you thought about joining a team. And at the time, I saw joining a team as sort of a weakness, right? Because I was like, I wanted to do this on my own. I wanted to be my own boss. I was sick of working for somebody else. I wanted to have the freedom, the flexibility. Um, And she said, you know, just, she gave me a list of three names. She said, just go talk to these three guys, go interview these. And it was three rainmakers who happened to all be gentlemen in the market center. Um, The number one guy basically said, yeah, I, I, I don't need anybody right now. And I said, yeah, but you know, here's who I am. He's like, well, that's great. I I still, and so it was one of those where someone tells me no, and I was like, oh, the the heck you will, right? And so I just kept on him and kept on him. Finally, he said, just go talk to Denise. I had to go back to my team leader and I said, hey, who's Denise? (laughs) And apparently Denise, after I came to find out, especially after working for the team for six years, was his right-hand woman. She was the director of operations, the listing management specialist, the client care specialist. She was all things in one. Um, apparently everybody knew who Denise was, but me. So I went to Denise and I said, Hey, I'm supposed to set a meeting with Tim. And she's like, well, who are you? And so long story short, I started off as a buyer's agent on that team. Uh, come to find out very quickly. I didn't enjoy working with buyers. Um, for me, I'm a very analytical person. And so it frustrated me when I told people you could get into this house, $30,000 in instant equity. The market is doing really well. Like the rates are right now. And they're like, but I don't like the paint color. And I just wanted to shake them. You know what I mean? I'm like, but paint is like literally $40 a gallon. I'll buy you 10 <laughs> gallons worth. You should just need to buy this house. Um, and at that time, the Rainmaker was the only one taking listings. They were following a true MREA model. Um, and they only had buyer's agents working buyers. And so I just kept asking him, who do I need to become in order to take listings? What do I need to do? Who do I need to, you know, what do I shadow you, whatever. So he gave me a pretty long list of things that I needed to do. And I just kept checking them off. Um, and then he said, I had to shadow him on 10 listing appointments. So I went on the first listing appointment and he said, hide and watch, which was his famous, <laughs> famous phrase, just hide be and quiet, watch. basically okay. hide and watch. Right. He said, please don't say anything. Even if you're spoken to be polite and yet let me do the talking. And I was like, yes, sir. No worries. Um, and so that first appointment I, I hid and watched and I learned everything, you know, kind of just took notes and, and mentally, and then went back and he said, hey, what do you think? And we kind of had a little, you know, recap. 
Um, and two days later, he's like, I got another one. You want to go? And he would have that habit. He would give me about five minutes notice. And I'd be like, sure, no thing, no problem. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And so went on the second one, halfway through that second listing appointment, he got a call from his wife and they were having a, a minor family emergency. Um, and he said, hey, you got it from here. And he literally gave me the listing presentation and the folder of all the comps and all the listing paperwork. And he just walked out the front door. Um, so immediately was like, okay, uh, if, if I don't take this listing, I probably will never get a chance to take another listing. Luckily, they knew Tim well, and it was just kind of a come list me appointment, if you will. So I stumbled my way through the end of the listing appointment. I stumbled my way through the paperwork. There was even a few documents where I was like, well, you know what? I'm not sure if you need to sign this one now, because I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> um, I said, well, I'll go ahead and get this one over to you electronically tomorrow, because I had to go back and say, Denise, what is this document? Because we hadn't done paperwork together. We had done a presentation, not the paperwork. Um, so I pretty quickly got to take listings and I worked my way up to director of expansion on the team. We opened up a second location. Uh, I got to come back home to Katie, become the director of sales for the team. And then my rainmaker went into some commercial projects. And so I became the president of that team. Um, I did that for about six years in total. So really enjoyed that opportunity. learned so much from real estate, from Tim and, and all the people that I worked with. <clears throat> but it came to a point where financially, and we both knew it would get to this point. The goal was to get to this point. But it came to a point where based upon my compensation, I began to make more money than Tim did. And we needed to figure out a solution for that. And so we started looking at some, some different things. And at that point, I had told him and expressed my interest in doing some different opportunities um, and he was very supportive of it. And so I actually had the chance to become a productivity coach, um, get into actual coaching. It was something I'd wanted to do um, and work with two amazing individuals here in the Houston market, which is Karina and Lance Loken, um, pretty well known across yeah. the nation. They close roughly 2,000 to 2,500 transactions a year. Uh, they had just purchased a market center and uh, were looking for a PC and so got to take on that role. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to keep going with the story. If you want to stop me or have any questions. No, you know, I, I think it's important to, it, you're talking about impact and the people that are in your world. Yeah. And taking advantage of the opportunities as they present themselves, but also recognizing that you want more, not sitting and being complacent yourself. And we could kind of speed it up a little bit, but yeah, I think too many times when we talk to agents and business owners, their focus literally is still paycheck to paycheck. Yep, absolutely. Right? They're focused on units. They're focused on the transaction. They're not focused on the big picture. They're not focusing on that there's more here. All right, and you, and you can pull out the red book, which I always keep at arm's reach, right? You pull the red book and said that there's so much in here. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much that we're experiencing now that's not in here yet, right? And we're sure. talking about development and growth and things are happening in our industry. But as long as you get in front of it, right? And we'll kind of, we'll kind of get forward into more from PCs, jump forwarded you into more of the technological side. Well, you yeah. just gave us like a six year synopsis that had nothing to do with technology. Yeah. Right? Had and nothing I, and to do with the global we, things that we're doing now. We were not using much of KW anything at that time to be very, very transparent. Uh, we didn't drink a lot of Kool-Aid. Um, I remember the first time that I told my, uh, I told Tim I wanted to go to Mega Camp and he asked me what Mega Camp was. And I was like, dude, you have been with KW for 10 years. How do you not know what Mega Camp is? Like, is that that thing in Austin? I'm like, yes. And so, you know, eventually we started drinking some more Kool-Aid as far as getting involved in KW events and things. Um, one of the best things that came out of that PC position with Karina and Lance is that um, at the time, Kelly came around. And for those that maybe knew and don't aren't familiar, Kelly was our first mobile app. 
Um, she was very limited in her initial functionality. And yet there was a big push for 100% adoption. Um, and we learned a lot from that push. But at the time, um, someone, I can't remember, I believe it was somebody on our leadership team said, you know, Marty, you're pretty tech savvy. Why don't you kind of take this on and be your charge? And I was like, okay. Um, well, I quickly realized explaining Kelly one at a time to 300 people was not the best use of my time, especially when there wasn't that much to explain. And so uh, yeah. someone said, you should just record a couple videos. You you know where this is headed, right? So I think they, I think maybe. <clears throat> the very first 66 day challenge was actually not around command. It was around Kelly. Um, and ironically, because Kelly was new and being developed, we didn't have 66 days of content. No. So it was actually 44 days of content on every third day. <laughs> I took two states and I challenged everybody that was watching to go make five referral partners in each one of these two states. And so we would just talk a little about states. I would challenge them. And then that would be video three and six and nine and so on and so forth. So um, that's where it all sort of started. That was my, I've always been a tech savvy person, but the actual real estate technology started with Kelly um, because of that challenge and our hundred percent adoption. I got into some communication and correspondence with some individuals at KWRI Labs was born, which is sort of our, um, you know, for agents, by agents group, where it was agents and leaders that were giving direct feedback, input, testing the technology. Um, and that's sort of where the opportunity came for the RTT position. Um, I actually, it, I signed at, my, my letter of intent at, was a cocktail napkin at a, at a oh Las Vegas uh, casino restaurant at the time. There was a a big tech event that was happening in conjunction with Keller Williams um, in Las Vegas. And so I had gone and um, had met with my regional leaders and we sat down at, at a little cocktail table. And I remember they wrote a number on a cocktail table, I mean, a cocktail napkin, and it was the best conversation. Now, again, we did all the official paperwork when we got back, um, but that was <laughs> when we were having conversations. And to be honest with you, being transparent again, the, the number to start um, it was a little bit of a step backwards for me, right? And yet I saw the opportunity. I saw the, um, you know, the, the, the chance to sort of grow into a new role, to grow into a new environment, to get into technology when it was, you know, we were brand new. Command was a baby, right? Like we were talking yeah. about, you know, hadn't even become a desktop application yet. So that's sort of where the RTT position and where the 66 day challenge started. Um, it, it, again, kind of one of those funny moments is that when command was new, it was easy to do content because it was brand new. However, when you get to day 40 and you realize you've covered everything command possible and you're praying for a new release tomorrow <laughs> so that you have something <laughs> to go record, you know what I mean? When in the early days we were doing new releases every Tuesday, right? Every yep. Tuesday, something was coming out. And so you were just praying that there was something new that you could maybe stretch into like two or three video, you know? And so um, that's sort of where, where it all came about. But there's, a, there's an element of being the right person at the right place at the right time. Um, and I and a few people have used that analogy with me, and I get it. Um, however, it's the amount of work that you put in when you are the right person. That's the thing, right? So, that, and that's where I want everybody to hear, right? When we say, "Look, you get into the business, you're a business owner, you're developing," and yes, that's the core of who you are and what you do. And it, and inertly, we want to grow, right. right? You want to build a team, 
right? There may be some monotony. Uh, you find out what you like, what you don't like, and your skill sets emerge. Yep. Training, instructing, presenting. Look, technology is a niche, but we're not coders. We're not programmers. We understand a lot of things, but we're more coaches, sure. right? Consultants to the agents that are running business and utilizing a technological tool that we call command as leverage. Yep. So when you're fitting into that, having the background, the consumer relationship side of things, yeah. having been in the business on the real estate side of things, understanding what their actual objectives are yeah. is the opportunity to go, look, I know where you want to go. I know what this platform is that we have. Let me show you how to incorporate that in your business and, and show you why and how. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting when you talk about the niche too, because um, I can remember having a conversation with a really good friend, a trusted advisor, someone that had helped me with several things in the KW world. And, and she said, um, she said, be careful. And because I was considering this position and I had this opportunity and the 66 had already sorted, taken off or whatever. And she said, you know, you got to be careful. If you become known for tech, you'll only be known for tech. And it was interesting at the time because now, you know, here it is four years later, if you will, roughly that we've been on this journey uh, in the tech space, at least as regional technology trainers. Um, and very few people know that I've closed 267 real estate transactions. Right. They that's, you know, and when you work six years on a mega team and you're the listing agent, aside from the mega, you get a lot of opportunity. Um, and yet sometimes you become known for something that's also still great. Don't I wouldn't give up the tech at any point. Um, it, it is just one of those things when you make those decisions to um, sort of niche out, if you will. Just make sure you're 100 percent invested in that, because the time you put into that niche may become who you become, you know, and that that's not somebody you want to become. I'm happy being known as, you know, Mr. 66 and all the jokes and all the, the fun that comes around with that. Um, you know, it's, it's, you asked me earlier about legacy. I didn't intend, I didn't start to become someone who was going to be known for a video series on YouTube and, and train as many agents as had the opportunity to do. I was just in the right place at the right time. Someone said, Hey, we need you to do this. Mega Camp was like, I don't know, three months later. And I, I remember very distinctly Karina texting me and said, Hey, I just stood up in the middle of the team leader mastermind. I told all the team leaders here to go to your YouTube channel. And just like that, right? It took off and it became something much more than it ever was. Um, that being said, if you ever want to do something really fun, go record 66 videos in a row and publish them to YouTube. And then well, look, I, I always referred it back to again been a licensed realtor for 17 years before, yeah. you know, consulting became a niche for me, technology, sure. right? Dave, you can put together a stereo, you can train technology, right? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. But it right. brought something out of me that I didn't realize was there. Yes. Yeah, the consulting, consulting side. And, and right. yeah, there are days where the password reset question surfaces and I'm like, let me jump off a bridge. Yeah. But the conversations that actually develop and get deeper from that, where you really get with people and, and you get to agents that are doing production levels that I never attained. I did good business, but, not to, but now you're having different conversations. You're having the why and the how, and yep. you're training, and you truly are a valuable asset. That really is something, right? Where Absolutely. you realize, okay, that's my title. That's my role. But now I've got somebody that values you, values me so much more than that. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, back to opportunity, it's there for all of us. It's just a matter of um, what are you going to do with it when it presents itself? And 
um, be, be okay with taking risks. You know what I mean? Like when we, we started the 66 day challenge without 66 days of content, you know, like just to go back to that original point, we were at day 40 and I say, we, it's the Royal we, which is more <laughs> me and myself and I, um, and we were at day 40. And I remember like messaging some of the people that I knew at KWI and being like, please tell me tomorrow's release is happening because otherwise I'm going to be stuck. I literally, and there were times where I would have them go look at the video series and be like, is there anything we missed? Like you could, you could probably throw in three or four minutes here or there. Um, but you know, the, the opportunities at KW are, are massive. And I think, um, I often think back, I wouldn't give up the six years that I spent with Tim and the team and everything I did there. Um, and yet the, the KW opportunities really didn't become a part of my world until like that last year or so, right? I found out about Keller Williams University. Both my parents are elementary educators, teaching and training is sort of in my blood, but I had no idea that Keller Williams actually has a division strictly around teaching and training in Keller Williams University and that there was a whole process to become you know, a, an approved trainer for your market center and then an approved trainer nationally and then become a master faculty that was a really exciting opportunity, right? I have not reached master faculty. I am an approved trainer. Um, and yet that road was really exciting. The road for maps had no idea. We didn't have a maps coach at that time. You know well, what I mean? For those that kind of, aren't uh, listening to us that aren't with KW, what's what's maps? Yeah, so maps is our coaching division. So it's kind of the, uh, you know, the, the right hand and the left hand. We have a training and teaching division, which is KWU or Keller Williams University. And then we have MAPS, which is Mega Agent Production Systems, which is essentially our coaching division of Keller Williams as well. And so um, I had no idea that MAPS even existed. I had no idea that you could become a coach. I had no idea of the financial implications of becoming a coach. And, and more importantly, the people that you get to meet and the people that you get to work with uh, on a daily and weekly basis. Um, those are just two of the opportunities, right? We've talked about Market Center Tech Trainer, the Regional Technology yeah. Trainer, um, KWRI. There are a lot of people that work at KWRI that I know because they started at market centers across the nation and then have moved to Austin to become specialists in their area, whether they are working in, you know, like Kelly Cody comes to example. She was an MCA in California. You know, that that's something that now she's very big. I don't know what her, her exact title is. Kelly, I apologize if you're listening to this, um, well, but it's a big says, one. You see Kelly, just make sure you give her a hug. Yes, she loves hugs. Absolutely. <laughs> no, she does not. Um, so, you know, it's just a, a realtor is a term created by a national association. Yeah. That indicates sort of what we do on a daily basis and yet certainly doesn't need to box us in on what we do on a daily basis. So, um, you know, becoming a real estate agent, becoming a realtor was just the beginning of a process. And I think if there's people out there that are like, if I have to show one more house, to one more person that's going to complain about the paint color. <laughs> Trust me, I was there. You know what I mean? And that certainly you can make a whole lot of money talking paint, but it doesn't that, have to be the only way to make money. And that was the sole purpose of this call. I mean, obviously you and I have, besides the restaurant side of things, the technology yeah. consultative approach to what has allowed us to do different things in the industry. But the one thing I love, and I think what people need to look at organizational structure is have that vision in their heads to do more and always say what's next. Yep. Because is isn't just, to, it's the coaching, it's the training, it's maybe it's ownership, maybe it's team leader, 
productivity coaches, mentors, market center tech trainers, regional tech trainers, working for the corporate organization in Austin. And here's the crazy thing. So many things that haven't even presented themselves yet, because like yourself, we've taken on roles that didn't exist. So you just don't know what's going to surface and show itself tomorrow that is going to be perfect for the skill set that somebody listening to this call may have and go, you know what? I'm interested in this. and I love real estate, but there's an opportunity within real estate. And is this the organization that's going to let me develop that, harvest that, and take advantage of it? Yeah. And, and being, being willing to be at the tip of the sword. Like, I think when you and I got hired, I don't even know if RTT was our official title. I don't think regional technology trainer was like a recognizable title, even in the Keller Williams system. And then it slowly morphed into when I was a productivity coach, I was very new on the productivity coach front. And, and I can remember people being like, what exactly is a PC? Now it's become, you know, almost a required, if not strongly mm-hmm. recommended role in all of our market centers. Um, so Sometimes it's all figured out for you and you decide whether you want to move forward into it or not. And sometimes it's not all figured out. You just got to decide if you're willing to sort of fly the plane as it's being built. Um, And I think, you know, the two of us have had a great opportunity in getting to do that and being so early on in the technology and, and, you know, just, and now we have things like Team Ridge and we have, you know, what is it, 21 different divisions, you know, not divisions, what are we calling them? Um, Communities inside of Keller Williams and all of the different opportunities that that presents. And, you know, someone that believes that when you join Keller Williams, you're just, which is always a dangerous word, right? I'm just a realtor. I'm just going to sell houses and help people buy houses. I just help families. It's great. You do all of that. And it doesn't have to be just, just what you do, right? There's so many more opportunities out there. Um, yeah. So no cool place to be. I, I, and I, I, I could imagine being anywhere else, uh, having had those chances and knowing that the excitement is, I don't know what, again, because I've had two roles now that didn't exist, right? One was the, the trainer at, at the local level, right? right. I was a technology consultant and then at a regional level, but I don't know what's next, for me, right? For me, it's maybe it's training and going on tour, which I just, I have prevented myself from doing at this point sure. uh, or, or, or what else is out there for me? Who knows? But that's the thing when I say, you know, guys, don't limit yourself. Don't put yourself in that box or that cage. And you brought up Team Ridge, and it's not very, uh, the podcast that I uh, from the previous week when we met. I spoke with Michael Ward. There's so much more people. There, just keep asking what's next and keep looking out for yourself, and don't limit yourself for those opportunities. Well, I, I we'll wrap this up, and uh, Marty, let me ask you. You know, you touched on legacy, and I think you've obviously established that. And, and the great thing about for, for good or for bad is that video will be out there in perpetuity. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, what moves you? What's next? Or what do you see happening for you in your world? Yeah, I mean, the the tech opportunity is an amazing opportunity. And I, you know, I love getting to interact with agents every single day. Um, I would certainly enjoy even more of that. And so the the teamerage, right, Michael and I have talked about this often, and that's been an opportunity that's sort of been open for me as well. So continuing to really lean into the tech with my regional individuals, really lean into the tech, you know, in the coaching space. And then here I am again, right, somehow, you know, when when you are, when you're determined to be okay with building a plane as it's being flown, people will find you as a pilot, right? And they'll say, well, 
We don't know exactly how this is all going to play out, but will you be willing to fly the plane while we build it? And that's where we are with Teamridge right now. So um, being presented with that opportunity to, to work with an amazing partner and Michelle um, at our Austin Market Centers and now heading up that data project for our Austin Teamridges, um, it's, you know, it's another project and it's a great opportunity. Um, it allows me to still be involved in all of my regional people and then really, you know, kind of hone in on Austin for the data side of things. Um, but for those that are listening that are saying maybe there's a new opportunity for me, perhaps, if your area, your market, your market center doesn't have Teamridge, right? Go back and listen to David's interview with Michael. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to it, but I know Michael, I know the the content most likely that you all discussed. And it's an, a massive opportunity for people that have talent around both technology and agents and coaching and consulting and building a big business. Um, you know, profitability of our market centers, uh, Keller Williams is extremely important. And I think Teamers is going to be just one more key to that success. And uh, we, we need people to head that up, right? And so um, there's, this is a new horizon and there will soon be the individuals leading Teamers across the nation. Uh, the question just becomes, is that opportunity going to be one that you'd be willing to take on? Well, listen, Mark, Marty, <laughs> I had Mark King on the mind because yeah. you know, at the same time, here's the thing. We were talking about opportunity and this is what I love about our ecosystem. Yeah. Tomorrow's leaders are selling real estate today. They right? certainly are. And somebody like yourself and somebody like Mark and look at where they're helping us lead us and help take the agents to sort of a production. You're going to inspire the next generation of leaders. So for that, I just want to say thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your information. And uh, we're excited to see what the next 66-day challenge looks like, which will be what, version 8? It'll be 8.0. We're looking after Mega Camp. I okay. say we're, I'm looking at after Mega Camp. I don't know why I <laughs> refer to myself as a collective we occasionally. Um, it's, you know, the cool thing is that command hasn't changed that much. The even cooler thing is that this month, command has changed a whole lot. So yes, it's it definitely time to get out and get after it. And uh, it's, you know, it's no small feat to say I'm going to go record 66 more videos. And yet it's time to get 8.0 up and running. So hopefully after Mega Camp, I'll start on that project and get that out and rolling pretty it's soon. It's pretty awesome to think that you know that there are two times a year where you're going to get a whole boatload of content that's yeah. going to spearhead those conversations and build upon the foundation that you've laid out in versions one through seven. Yep. Refresh that through improvements and tie into what's coming next. All yep. at the same time, just providing leverage for agents to run their business. Absolutely. And that's the legacy that you get to leave behind. Yep. Well, Marty, thanks for having thank me here, man. Thanks for being one of the first people. Literally, I can remember meeting you way back when I was like, I don't know, brand new. And I was getting, you know, just, I don't even know if I was official at that point. I think I'd been in discussions, but uh, it's cool to see your growth as well. And it's cool to see the podcast and all the things, all the projects that you're working on. So thanks again for having me out. And I appreciate the relationship and partnership that you and I get to have as friends. And uh, I'm not giving you back your fantasy football trophy. So you can just take it back. It's okay. you're shipping it back in a box. You're watching live on YouTube, you can see this amazing trophy that us RTTs get to pass around each year as a fantasy. It sat program. on my desk for two years. I want it back. It's not coming back, buddy. All right. Well, we shall see. Well, you have a great day, my friend, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, David. Take care.